0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dr. Sex Fairy. I am Dr. Kaval Bhava and I am here to transform your life. Today, I would like to discuss with you some of the top reasons why a woman may not be able to orgasm despite a giving partner. The human orgasm is a complex process indeed. There are many aspects to it from neurological, to physical, to vascular, to endocrine, to even psychological. I want to go over the main reasons keeping women from orgasming but this is not a complete list by far due to the limitations of podcast duration. I will, however, address each topic and many more in upcoming episodes. You can also email me questions at askme at drsexferry.com. Female sexual dysfunction among premenopausal women alone is staggering. A meta-analytical estimate of the prevalence of female sexual dysfunction in premenopausal women published by the International Society for Sexual Medicine in 2016 found that 41% of women around the globe suffer from it. In a different probability sample of sexual behavior in almost 2,000 American women aged 18 to 59, the prevalence of female sexual dysfunction was estimated at 43%. And trust me, it only gets worse with age. So without further ado, Let's talk about the issues keeping women from the orgasms of their dreams. Let's first discuss female sexual arousal disorder. Women who suffer from sexual arousal disorder have little or no interest in sex and do not respond to sexual stimulation the way most women do. You may think that this happens to women as they age, but this loss of or decrease in interest in sex is much more profound than what you might expect based on age alone. It is also more than you might expect with a new partner or with a partner you're not getting along with. There are basically three types of female sexual arousal disorder. Firstly, there's the subjective kind. This is the case when women do not feel aroused by any type of sexual genital or non-genital stimulation despite having a physical response. This means that kissing, touching, porn, etc., may cause a woman to get wet from arousal, but she doesn't feel any desire to engage in sex. Hypoactive sexual desire disorder and this appear very similar to me in this respect. Then, there's the genital kind of disorder. This is the case when a woman may be turned on in response to non-genital stimulation such as porn, but not with direct genital stimulation or physical touch. We tend to see this more in postmenopausal women, where hormones are not in balance. These women often have inadequate vaginal lubrication. They also no longer seem to be as sensitive to genital stimulation alone and certainly don't feel pleasured by it. Then, there's the combined kind. These women suffer from both subjective and genital female sexual arousal disorder. Subjective arousal is either absent or low, as is physical genital arousal they display no outward signs of arousal, such as a swollen clitoris or wetness. Why does this occur? Well, in my opinion, there are two main categories. Firstly, the issue may well be psychological. A history of childhood abuse or trauma, adult abuse of any type, rape, etc., can have a direct impact on a woman's ability to get aroused. As I have said many times before, your most important sexual organ is actually your brain. Secondly, the issue may well be physical. As women age, hormones are usually off-kilter. Estrogen and testosterone may both be low. Low estrogen can lead to thinning mucous membranes that tear and bleed. Vaginal lubrication is no longer what it used to be. Sensitivity also plummets. Lower testosterone levels affect sex drive and performance directly. The same happens in men, as a matter of fact. Low testosterone levels are absolutely no bueno. Vaginal laxity is also something that comes with age. This is a looser vagina. The other thing causing this can be childbirth and even sex over a long period of time. Certain medications such as SSRI antidepressants, beta blockers which are used for high blood pressure, neurological medications such as those for seizures can all cause lower libido. Chronic illness, such as diabetes, can cause nerve damage and lead to less sensitivity, not only in the limbs, but in the genitals too. Let's now discuss female orgasmic disorder. These women are aroused mentally and physically, but are unable to achieve orgasm despite ample stimulation. There are different types of female orgasmic disorder. Firstly, there's lifelong or generalized anorgasmia, This is where a woman has never had an orgasm. Then, there is a quiet anorgasmia. This is where a woman used to have orgasms, but cannot seem to have them anymore. Then, there is situational anorgasmia. This is where a woman can only have an orgasm in certain situations. Perhaps she can only orgasm with oral sex, or maybe only with masturbation, with or without a vibrator, or maybe only with a certain partner. Then, there is the case of dyspareunia. This disorder is where women are experiencing pain with sex. This could be pain some of the time or all of the time. Millions of women suffer from this worldwide and at all ages. The pain can be in the vulva, in the vaginal canal, deep in the pelvis, or even right at the vaginal opening. It can start gradually or even abruptly. According to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, About 75% of women have pain with intercourse at some point. That's quite a number. The reasons why most women develop dyspareunia are very similar to the reasons why they develop other kinds of sexual dysfunction, for instance, hormone changes. Then there is a case of depression, anxiety, or other issues such as trauma or abuse. You can even develop this due to some birth control pills and other medications. There are some skin conditions that compromise the skin and mucosa, such as eczema and psoriasis. Then, there's the case with vaginal atrophy or the deterioration of vaginal tissue that is caused by various factors, such as estrogen loss. The tissue may become thinner, less lubricated, and certainly less elastic. Eventually, this can lead to vaginal dryness, burning, itching, and pain. I even did an episode titled Use It or Lose It, about vaginal atrophy and dryness from lack of sexual activity, you should certainly check that episode out. Then there is a case of vulvodynia, or pain-centered in the vulvar area. Then, there can also be vestibulodynia, or localized-provoked vulvodynia, which is a chronic pain syndrome where any touch or pressure, not only from penetration, but even from a tampon, cotton swab, tight jeans, etc., can lead to discomfort or pain. Vestibulodynia is a type of vulvodynia or unexplained and persistent pain in the vulvar area. And again, there are many things that can cause this. Another reason for dyspareunia is vaginitis or inflammation of the vagina. There can also be vaginismus or spontaneous tightening of the muscle of the vaginal wall. Then there's the case of endometriosis. Many, many, many women suffer from this. And then there's cystitis, UTIs, things of that nature. And of course, we can't forget to mention PID, pelvic inflammatory disease, which arises from sexually transmitted diseases. Uterine fibroids can cause dyspareunia. And how about irritable bowel syndrome? It's not just an intestinal issue. It can even cause painful sex. And then there's radiation and chemotherapy. I am a cancer survivor myself, and I can attest to the fact that chemotherapy and radiation can have far-reaching effects. In fact, female cancer survivors complain about vaginal pain with penetration more frequently than any other sexual health concerns. Injury to the pelvic area from childbirth can also cause painful sex. And then there's the aftermath of pelvic reconstructive surgery. and arthritis, musculoskeletal issues such as hip pain can cause painful sex. And then there's the case of a lot of sex, or prolonged duration of sex, in some cases coupled with the above, that may lead to painful sex as well but I would consider this both rare and usually fleeting. Then there's the case of genital size mismatch. We aren't always a perfect fit with our partner. For instance, this is the case when the penis is too large in relation to the vagina. The vagina can be too tight or small due to genetic reasons or even cancer treatment or some surgical procedures. Sometimes the vagina is too loose due to childbirth, aging, and sexual activity there simply isn't enough friction to lead to sexual pleasure for either party in this case. This is especially difficult when paired with a smaller penis. So what is a girl to do? The solution to every disorder is unique to the individual suffering from it, but some issues are universal. Hormone levels should be checked and optimized for the very best function. Avoid going to med spas and pill mills for your treatment. You need to go see a licensed medical professional, preferably a doctor. At my Boca Raton practice, Bava Medical, I do a very detailed history before I ever even consider putting my patients on hormone therapy. I also see them for follow-up either in person or virtually every three months. You must also seek therapy, psychological therapy, that is, when you don't feel like your best self or are facing any major issues in life. Then there's vaginal rejuvenation. Vaginal rejuvenation has reached amazing heights in today's day and age. I am using various forms of treatment from platelet-rich plasma or PRP to acoustic wave therapy to vaginal lasers to medications and so much more. I am doing O-shots which are literally orgasm shots for women. I also put PRP into the vaginal canal itself. I should probably clarify something here. I am using a stronger form of PRP called platelet-rich fibrin matrix or PRFM, which is more concentrated and gel-like and uses more concentrated growth factor from you to stimulate your own stem cells. Do check out episode 10, which is The Happy Vagina, How to Get Your Groove Back to learn more about treatment options and amazing outcomes. And remember that preservation is far better than restoration. Seek help earlier in life before things turn into a disaster. A patient of mine once commented in one of my YouTube videos that she did not understand why she was being judged for undergoing vaginal rejuvenation in her late 20s after childbirth when no one seems to question people her age going to the gym. I could not agree more. Start early in life for the best outcomes, but even if things have gotten out of control, get help. There is always something that can be done to improve your quality of life. There is no reason to suffer anymore. Self-love and self-care are important. While my treatments save marriages and relationships, it is the radical improvement in my patient's outlook on life and sense of self-worth that mean the most to me. We will definitely continue this discussion in further episodes, but feel free to reach out to me with questions and comments at askmeatdrsexfairy.com. I hope you enjoyed the Dr. Sex Fairy podcast today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. If you would like my top three secrets for amazing sex, send me an email at askmeatdrsexfairy.com and I will share them with you. Don't forget to follow this podcast and leave me a five-star review. Until next time.